in the traditional way. Namo tassa bhagavato arato sama samudasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arato sama samudasa. Namo tassa bhagavato arato sama samudasa. For all beings, well, I will awaken quickly, and for all beings, wisdom, compassion, and non-clinging awareness. Good, 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 good. Well, this morning I need to do just a little bit of a um, uh, review, so you understand what this is about this weekend. A little bit of a really fast review of yesterday evening, or yesterday, yeah, yesterday evening. So uh, we'll try that. Uh, some of you will find this very boring, so if you fall asleep, I, I don't mind. You can just lay down and fall asleep. It's very important to understand because uh, everything that we'll do this weekend uh, is based upon is based upon this. And then you let me know too, uh, those who were here uh, last night, if there's something that you did not understand, if you want uh, uh, clarified. Yeah. Don't mind at all. It's very good. Uh, but I will, I'll go slow, so it's, it's, it's understandable. <clears throat> this particular teaching, for those that are um, new uh, this morning, new but old this morning, uh, is very, very uh, high yoga. But for a lot of people, this will not sound like meditation. They'll say, oh, this is like theory. But actually, it's, it's meditation. It's a yoga. And... Uh, it's not until, maybe until recently, it's not taught very much. It's not taught very much. But the basis of it uh, is easy to find in the old um, texts, the very old text, the basis. Actually, um, Raphael, if you go upstairs to where I'm, my, the bedroom I'm in, on the, I think, the last shelf of the books, or the second last shelf, on the left-hand side, maybe three or four books or two books in from the left side is a copy of the Vamuti Maga, if you could bring that. Yeah. Three books, I think, in from the left side. Yeah. Just wait for, for Jamie. Now, how many people in the room, uh, the, their English... Uh, for me, with, with, when speaking, is not so clear for them. Is, yes, you you let me know if you don't understand. I'm, I'm happy because other people may be very happy mm-hmm. that I <laughs> that I repeat. Okay, <laughs> so don't don't feel a problem. If you don't understand, let me know. It's fine. It's not a, not a problem. While we're waiting, do you have any anybody have any questions at all? I have yes. a question about you mentioned language yesterday. Um, the way I understand, by putting words onto something or a happening, it's like a cat, and, and it does the, the fixing down. Yeah, this is very important. As a matter of fact, it goes so deep that it's likely, it's likely that it's actually very hard to have memory for certain things without words. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know that we do that, but we... Some people don't. Thank you. Uh, we, we don't know often that we do that, but even without saying something, we still place uh, the world into words, <coughs> into concepts. And we start very young. 
Burg. What's in, in German? Or Swiss German? Burg. Burg? Burg. Over again. And you say, boy. No, 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 no. Burg. You know? So, boy. Burg. Over and over and over and over again. And the entire world has names. And all those names uh, in the brain are connected with a memory, even though you don't know it, of a time, a place, a feeling, sensations, a tactile, smell, all comes together and gets put together that way. So we don't just have words. We have profound meaning and, and, and um, a world experience based on a word and how it was explained to us. So, if it is explained in English, may have a very different feeling than in German, or in French, or in Italian, or in Spanish. And experiments have shown this is exactly true. If you learn it in Chinese and English, very, very different way in which you experience. So you can have one brain, two languages, and have to switch between two different meanings, on, off, on, off, on, off. Fantastic, eh? Or four different meanings, or five different feelings of the meaning, because the word was, was um, learnt in a different context. Even the language and the grammar. I was looking up yesterday about Spanish. Even in Spanish, for instance, let me give you an example, something like in, in Spanish, if you have a car accident, I have to remember, in the Spanish, there would be no people with the accident. The, the, the car smashed into the other car. In English, likely, we smash the car up with them. We include, we, we, we put the blame on people. We, we, we finger the person. But in Spanish, there's no, it's just happened. It just mysteriously happened that two cars went like this or went into the pole. Yeah, you see? So that's a very different worldview. That's a very, very different worldview. So right now, even though I'm speaking, you are, most of you are interpreting into Swiss German or Swiss French or French Swiss or whatever it is. And that is not the same necessarily the way I am experiencing the words, or anybody else in the room. But we think we do, because you look like humans. <laughs> and we make the assumption that because you look like a human, you think like I do. But it's not true. So language is absolutely vital. So you think the entire experience right now all day, in dreams, is made up of concepts. Mm -hmm. Within concepts, within concepts, within concepts. Normally you learn in Buddhism, not because it's Buddhism really, but you learn 
that the concept is the bad thing. It's not true. You see, this is different. In the beginning, you try to get, as I said yesterday, you try to get rid of the concepts. So you try to have a still mind, yes? A still, quiet, perfectly, no-thought mind. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the solution. You think it's the solution, but it's not the solution. It doesn't liberate you. Why? Because then you've made an enemy of concepts and words. But they're not the enemy. They don't hurt you. Do the words hurt you? This is a mistake. There's nothing wrong with speaking, and there's nothing wrong with concepts. It's the belief that the concept is real. This is the problem. It's the belief that there's a bird making a sound. You have no evidence. Only memory makes it. But there's no bird. Is there? Just try it right now. Your, your real experience is what? Is there a bird out there? Yes. <laughs> Where did, did you come from Canada? <laughs> Obviously, they know better. <laughs> We're a little backwards. Backwards in Canada, yeah. We act, you know, in Canada, we actually think that when we hear a bird sound, that there's a bird out there. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> but you know better. You just know that there is a sound that gets interpreted as a bird, right? Because of past experience. Yes? But do you know there's a bird out there? No, you don't. See how strong it is? Everything's like that. See things that aren't there. Hear things that aren't there. Has it happened to you? Yeah? Happened to you? Time and space can be changed. All kinds of things. Why? Because the mind makes the experience, not the experience. It's interactive. But ultimately, the mind makes all the experience. And you can see this with dreaming. So language, language understanding language, not uh, so much uh, yeah, intellectually, but... but um, how strong language is, mm -hmm. is very important. But not that it's bad. So this is very important, you see. Because uh, normally, in spiritual teachings, the thing is the bad thing. But it's not. Money's not bad. Words are not bad. Speech is not bad. Coffee is not bad. Okay? It's not bad at all. Coffee is, is delicious, yes? All right. Espresso. It says... Right? Is this right? It says espresso, yes? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. But is, is co some people say coffee is bad, yes? Other pe people say, do you know, statistically, I've heard, but I don't know for true, that on big study, that coffee uh, makes people live longer. Is that interesting? Eh? They're diseased, but they live longer. That's a joke. <laughs> 
Uh, Rita, would you like to have some coffee? Yes, please. Yeah, you like coffee in the morning? Here, go, go. Take a sip. Yeah, yeah just take a sip. Right now. Oh. Right. Mm. Isn't that good? Mm, what do you think? Is. What do you, you think? A Cuban? <laughs> Cuban? Maybe uh, Malawi. Malawi, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. You don't mind me pouring coffee on your beautiful rug? <laughs> 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 How many people thought it was coffee in here? <laughs> Did you see coffee in here? <laughs> and you were worried about your rug, weren't you? <laughs> Thank you for playing along. What is this? Concept. What's the concept? Espresso cup, yes? It looks like an espresso cup. So what should it be holding? Does it? It can hold anything. How many times a day do we do this? Uncountable. Uncountable. We simply don't know, but we think we do. And when we think we do, because we test it, we still don't know. We'll find out. As a very clear example, yes? Clear. When I did this in New Zealand, I just did it. I walked out and I, I just got a cup and I put some water in it, I took it down, and I actually walked through the room with it like this, on purpose. And I put it like this, with water, like here, size me, just low, like this, and everybody could, almost everybody could see the cup with liquid. And, and somebody, it was 8.30 at night. So one person in the room, sitting here, was going like this. When they looked at the cup, <laughs> bad to drink coffee at night, yes? In their mind. Mm-hmm. So I helped it along. <laughs> and they're... <laughs> Can see, he's drinking coffee again. You know, he's drinking coffee. He's so into coffee. It's eight thirty at night, and he has to bring coffee to a dharma class. <laughs> Addict. The look on the person's face when I went like this. <laughs> they knew they were. <laughs> And other people, when I said, what did you say? They said, I saw coffee in the cup the whole time. They looked in the cup, and they saw not water. They saw coffee. Mm-hmm. But why does <coughs> because your memory, you don't see anything. You see what you, uh, you anticipate. You know, everybody know the word anticipate mm-hmm. in English? Anticipate. But what is the benefit of it? Because you would be dead without it. But, but all through the day, it doesn't work. But then you fill in. You create a world where it feels okay. So you test. You test. As soon as you know it's water, okay. Coffee? Okay. But anything could be. But we don't actually see. We presume first. But the filling in, the change, is like that, so fast. It's so quick. So 
So remember I said yesterday, it's transparent. Most of the time, because the mind is so busy, it's filled in, and you think, that's okay. It's not. Yes? Do you mean the illusion is transparent? What is it? The illusion is transparent. The illusion is transparent. It's too fast. Happens with maybe 100, 200 milliseconds. Yes? But uh, the fact that I noticed you were doing that, and he, he didn't make a coffee, so it's my delusion is right. also a concept. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But you see now that normal tendency is to blame the concept. So what I'm going to teach this weekend is, 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 is a very high principle. You have to stop blaming the appearance, the, the concept. There's nothing wrong with concepts. You must know it's all concept. Mm -hmm. Not intellectually, mm -hmm. but by really transforming the experience so that all experience is seen as concept. <clears throat> Then you can drink five cups of coffee and enjoy it. But you know it's a concept. You see? Because maybe it's water. Maybe it's orange juice. Maybe the feeling in your body is not even the coffee. It's a memory. We know this to be the case. Much of experience. You know the people that smoke, they, they put uh, you know, marijuana... You know marijuana, yes? You've yes. heard marijuana? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But they replace the marijuana, there's no uh, THC, no tetrahydrocannabinol, the active ingredient, nothing. Oh, man, that's good. Oh, oh, that's number one, number the best weed. BC weed. BC weed, yeah, from British Columbia, from the Kootenays. Oh, man, that's good. There's nothing... There's nothing active in it. It's taken out. And do you have effect? Effect. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Would that, would that be the limbic system that does that? Limbic system, prefrontal system, all kinds of systems. No such thing as one, one system. But yes, many, maybe, maybe three or four or five different systems. Yeah. Like this. Done. Same thing with pain. A lot of pain, it's not there. But it feels like it's there. Ideas, pain. So it's not, that's not the problem. The problem is, is to know by direct experience that this is a made-up world. It's not a bad world. It's just a made-up world. <coughs> Do you see the beautiful peonies out there? Beautiful peonies, yes. That's made up in the mind. You, Eva, you saw those peonies yesterday. When you look, you don't see the peonies anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't see them. Mm -hmm. You think you see them. I just can't understand that, because we all see them. I know, because it feels like you see them. But it happens in maybe 150, 200 milliseconds. And you don't see it. Maybe you see a little bit of pink, and that's it, the shape. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it. Just boom, done. And your, your consciousness fills in the memory. Okay? Okay. I'm going to show you how, how real this is. Yes. Do we see it right the first time then? Pardon? Do we see the peonies the first time? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It just came to my mind, if you 
I see new things, you know, so before you start refer referring to everything else you know, mm -hmm. so that's just like in Switzerland, that's yeah. just like, like, mm. all the time. Yeah. But you can see something, but you don't see what it is. Now I'm going to come back to this. Mm -hmm. This is going off. This is for maybe uh, this morning, but a little bit later. So, in the, I want to now do a quick summary of uh, yesterday, because it's very important. <clears throat> the entire purpose of discussing this, and the entire purpose of the meditations on this, is not to study neurophysiology. That's not why we're here. It's cool, but it's not why we're here. The entire purpose of the tradition of Buddha Dharma is we can use examples and we can have explanation. Limbic system, prefrontal cortex, whatever. We can talk about it. A little bit of the cardiovascular. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It is not actually, uh, will not help you become free. So in the entire tradition of Buddha Dharma, the only reason for meditation and the only reason for study is not just for the fun and for the intellectual curiosity. It is for uh, removing the veils or the obscurations or the confusion around the feeling of self, the feeling of uh, real emotional suffering. This is, this is it. This is it. It doesn't matter what we do. That is the purpose. Otherwise, it's not Buddha Dharma. It might be something else, but it's not Buddha Dharma. It's very important. So you see, for instance, the oldest uh, meditation text, the oldest written uh, meditation text in the tradition of Buddha, uh, Buddha Dharma, which is 1,800 years old, is this text, translated from the Chinese into English. But it was from Pali, um, the kind of la almost the language of the Buddha, uh, from Pali to Chinese, found in China, and translated back into the English with the, with the Pali, help with the Pali. See? So this is a very old text. It's called The Path of Freedom, the Mutimaga. Freedom, freedom, freedom. So it's not, not about meditation. It doesn't say meditation. It doesn't say uh, a religion. The Buddha never taught religion. Very strong on this point. The Buddha said, I'm not teaching religion. That is what uh, that Hindu culture does. That's fine. That's, that's different. I'm not teaching religion. He's teaching a path of freedom. He wasn't negative to the religion. He says, that's what they do. If you want to get married, that's what the religion does. If you want to do this, that's what the religion does. He didn't say when you get married. He didn't say how long you get married. He didn't say what the rite is, what the ritual is, nothing. <clears throat> nothing. If you want that, you go, you go there. If you want freedom, come see me. It's like a doctor, right? If you go to a doctor and say, tell me how to garden. Go see a gardener. My car has problems. Go see a car mechanic. You see? We, 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 treat, body. we treat the body. And if it's the mind, oh, well, then we go to a, a, a psychiatrist. Now it's very blurred. Okay. So this, this is number one, important point. Number two, 
is where the question then is where does the just wait people don't know this not 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 a problem but people don't know this. when a person moves in a class moves even their finger anything there is no hearing of the words i don't know if you know that there is a there is a assumption of what was heard but no hearing I don't know if you know that. So you get people who have water, you know, for instance, in the middle class. They, you know, the top. And they have a raincoat on, you know? Crinkle, 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 crinkle. And they're, you know. If you ask someone, maybe, what did I say? Everyone will say something different because they all didn't hear. They imagined they heard. It's quite something, yeah? I've done this many times. So, so now what I do is I just stop. People think, people think that I'm uh, angry or something, but no, I've just learned that, that all kinds of people, they can't hear. They think they can hear, but they can't hear anything. It just gets filled in, just like back, background fill. You know, like in a, in a recording studio, it's, you just put in the digital recording, and everybody goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what did I say? I don't know. This is why sometimes I have Dharma classes in cafes. It's a test. Music, activity, people talking, people moving. Keep your concentration. It's not easy to do, is it? It's a good test. What did I say? I don't know. I'm watching that other person. It's fascinating. Fascinating. You see, the sounds are lovely, yes, right now? Mm-hmm. If there was a sound out of the ordinary, you'd know it like this. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do anything. It would be there. We'll come to that. So, in the tradition of Buddha Dharma, the question is, why does this emotional, uh, not just emotional, but why does this mental suffering happen. This is, the, this is the most important thing. And even if you answer why, and you give an explanation, it still doesn't, doesn't lead you out into freedom. Isn't that fascinating? I could tell you, I could say classically, the way the Buddha taught it, is that all suffering, as I said yesterday, all suffering is caused by clinging or attachment. Yes? 2,500 years ago he said this. No one has disputed it. It is off dispute to uh, counteract. Yeah, anybody, you know, people that, you know, you discover, yes, if the mind attaches, when it isn't attached and feels loose, it doesn't suffer. It's easy. I think you all know that, yes. If you attach to something, it hurts. It really hurts. It physically can hurt, mentally hurt. Both are like this. So that is the essential thing. So if I say to you, don't be attached. Try that. Just try it. You'll say, "Do I ha- what do I have to give up? Right? Isn't that right? You'll say, what do I have to give up? So now you're thinking, I should become a nun. I should go to a monastery because I have to give everything up because my life is full of attachments. I'm attached to my house, my partner, my children, 
uh, my parents, my, my, my street, uh, my city, my country. You see? So you, you give it up. Give it, give it all up. Give it up. Because that's the enemy. It's the cause of all your problems. Right? Doesn't that make sense? This is normal. Normal in all spiritual traditions. The enemy is the things. The enemies is the ideas. The enemy is the history. But you can get rid of all of those and there's still suffering. So as some very, very wise teachers have said, even recently, go to a monastery and you will find suffering. Not always wise beings. Why? Because a little society. Same thing. So going to a monastery may help a bit, but it doesn't necessarily ensure. You know that? I don't know what the ensure? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Freedom, not at all. None. So you can change the picture, you can change the ideas, you can wear a robe, you can put your hair in a ponytail, you can shave your head, you don't have to shave your head, anything you want. But it, by moving things around, like on a chessboard, all you do is you move things around. But this is the habitual pattern of human being, is if we move it around, it feels temporarily better. For instance, if, I'm, if I feel thirsty, we know what to do, yes? If I feel thirsty, we just reach over, we have a sip. Mm. No more thirsty. Thirst. Tanha. Tanha. Thirst in Pali, yes? But then we do that for everything. As soon as there is a uncomfortability, we just reach out. An idea, a daydream, a fantasy, a book. Fascinating. Anything to relieve the uncomfortability, the dis disease, not not uh, illness, the disease of what is. As soon as the physiology changes, and it doesn't feel right, we change, we thirst, and then if it feels okay, we stay with it, but it doesn't last. So the normal way in which a human being, normal, maybe 99.9%, because of training, not because of you, just training, human being, not, nothing bad about you, is, is you reach out within uh, maybe half a second, quarter of a second, for something to relieve, like a painkiller, painkiller, analgesic, yeah? You reach out and you take something to relieve the pain or change the situation. Just like this. But it never changes. You just need another thing. An idea, a fantasy, a daydream. Yes? Now, let's see how deep this is. You'll say, well, there are times in the day where this isn't the case. Really? How many people do you think, not you, of course, but out there, how many people do you feel are here right now present? 
Well, if you study people, you will find that anywhere between 75% and 95, 98% of the day, they are daydreaming and they're having a fantasy. Okay, we'll just add it up. So anywhere between 75% to 98%. Someone once said to me, uh-uh, 99. They figured 99. So you add that up, okay? That means that the mind is actually here, like, but they're not. They're, hello, but they're way away maybe in uh, Barcelona. Or maybe they're over having a meal somewhere, yes? In a Dharma class, yeah, way away. Or they're listening to the birds, yes? But they're not here, not actually present right here. So that's maybe, let's, shall we say, let's use number 80% will be liberal, easy 80%, yes? Of the, of the day, the entire day is spent talking to oneself, fantasizing daydreams, yes? Okay. Now, how about if I go like this? What happens? You're there. But what about everything else? It all collapses into... Amazing, eh? So that's, that's gone. So just being here is gone. How come he does that? Now how about when you blink? What happens when you blink? Every five, every, at least every five seconds. Blinking. No information processing. How about when the eyes go like this? How often? Every 300 milliseconds. Four hours a day, no visual experience. Four hours a day. Add it up. All that, when it goes like this, no visual data. It gets filled in. Four hours a day. It's measured. So, uh, where are you? But it feels like you're present, yes? Amazing. Even what I'm saying right now is at least one-eighth of a second behind. But it feels like right now, yes? That's how long it takes for all this slow data to go around and come out. It's behind time. Does it feel like you're in the present? You're not. Never have been and never will be. So are you in the past? Are you? Some people are in the future? Interesting. So this experience of emotional turmoil, happy with what you have, but it goes, so then you're unhappy. Having something that you're not happy with is very unhappy. It's difficult, eh? This is a dilemma. So the question is, how do you come out of this? How do you come out of this? And people for thousands of years have said what? I had an experience 
or I've attained to a state where that's no longer happening. Yeah, right? Lots of claims. For thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of people have claimed, I had this profound experience where it stops. This is not unusual. It stops. All gone. Boom. Freedom. Okay. Christian mystics, Sufis, Buddhists, Hindus, Aboriginals, many, many, many people, even scientists have said it one day for maybe a minute or 30 seconds or an hour, it all stopped. Stop. It can happen. It could happen to you. You don't even have to be a Buddhist. Okay? But the normal way is there's something wrong with you. No. Nothing wrong with you. You see? Because is the concept the enemy? Is the idea the enemy? Is the uh, story the enemy? No. Story-making and believing story-making and concept-making is real. Believing it is the enemy. Because you don't know what's going on. And that, traditionally, is called confusion, ignorance, bewilderment. When you simply don't know. That's like being in a movie theater. You know, movie theater? Your movie theater? That's like thinking that what's on the screen is really happening. Isn't that amazing? They do it on purpose. It's, fant- it's so powerful that the story is real. You're in there, yes? Isn't that right? Emotions and feeling like you're right inside the story. What is it? Little dots of light on a screen. Very powerful, isn't it? Even if you know it, you get sucked right in. The music, you know, now, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. And your body's getting tense. And they wind you up. Yeah? And put you right through. Okay? Fantastic. And you have this experience. So, the movie screen. Is the movie screen evil? No. Are the little bits of light on the movie screen, on the theater screen, evil? No. Are they bad? No matter what it is, is it bad? No. That can't be the problem. This is interesting. Eh? It cannot be the problem. Where's the problem? It's the belief that that's something real that needs to be operated on as if it was a real entity, as a real thing. Yes. So you see, uh, in one way of teaching liberation, wherever there's attachment, wherever there's clinging, there's going to be suffering. To good, to bad, to neutral, it doesn't matter. Yes? But how to be free and live. This is the, the difficulty. So you see, uh, as I said yesterday, in the second turning of the wheel of Dharma, the way the meditations and teachings go, it's the focus moves from attachment and clinging, although it's there. It's very strong. Very beautiful, beautiful, strong teaching there. But the, there's a movement away as where is the source 
where is the source of all attachment and all freedom? So then you have to go, what is it that you have as a life? Where's the life? Hmm? Now people think, if, you, if I say to you, what is your life? Let's just go around the room. What is your life? Normally you will say what? I am, and I live in Bern, yes? Or I live in Zurich, or I live in Canada, I'm a New Zealander, see? And, and you place your experience where? Somewhere. I am a painter, I am a craftsman, I am a Dharma teacher, I am a musician, you see? You see? But where is it happening? Where does the experience happen? Like the peonies. Where, where is it? You think, oh, there's the peonies. But where does it happen? Where, where does the cow get the milk? From the store? Where does the cow get milk? From the grass. But we normally just get the... Right? So who are you? I am your name. Say, say your name. I am. Yeah, doesn't it feel real? It sounds odd. Doesn't it sound odd? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But for most people, they, no, it's real. This is who I am. Well, what, what was it that you said? Say it again. Just say your name. I am. Is that what you are? What was that? It was a sound. Mm-hmm. Now, take someone else's name in the room and say it. Is there any difference? It's just a sound. And yet, and yet it feels like there's something there, right? It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lots of meaning. But when it's not, the meaning drops. But you see, if you say your name enough times, Mark, Mark, it becomes hollow. Hollow? Mm-hmm. It comes open and hollow. It's just a sound. Just a sound. Before it had meaning, and now it's just sound. 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 So what are you? This is the important key, because the suffering comes around believing that the appearance in the mind, the concept, is a real thing. When it's what? That's what you have to find out. The source. In the movie theater, what is the image on the screen? It's light. Where does it come from? How many people go like this in a movie? Well, first of all, they can't turn their heads because they're so stiff. So they try, right? They go like this. They can't see it. They, go. they don't know to, to rotate their hips, move their body, you see? Oh, look! There's light! And they go like this, and it still is coming. Still, now it's on the hand. You see, normally in life, when you want to get rid of the movie, what do you do? Watch, just like in a movie theater. You, you try all kinds of things. In a movie theater, like if we showed a, a home movie, you know a home movie? Yeah. Like a little home movie here? We go like this. 
But you see, then the movie would be on here. So it hasn't changed. And then we say, okay, the machine is bad. That bad film projector, it's the, it's the problem. So you attack the film projector. But they keep showing up. They keep, you know, the video stores, they keep coming up with DVDs. So somewhere you have to find the origin to all this. And the problem is, <clears throat> it feels like it's very real. It's very believable. Just like a movie. You're in a movie. But how do you get out of a movie? Like, for instance, let's say you didn't like the, what I'm saying today. Okay? There are some people in the room that would not leave. Okay. Mouth, tight muscles. There's a door. Like in life, they cannot leave. They never leave. But there's a door. I shouldn't leave. I should leave. I shouldn't leave. I won't leave. I can't leave. I'll stay my whole life. I'll leave right now. You see? In a movie, where's the play, where's the exit? They're all around. But you're fixated. It's very difficult to do this if the mind for 98% of the day is busy talking to itself, having fantasies and daydreams, and for hours there's no processing of any information anyways. It just feels like it. So not much time to practice meditation, is there? We have what, one minute in the day? You have to get very good to do that for one minute, yeah? You get one minute in the entire day to practice. Oh. So, see, it's not your problem. If a mind is not trained, how do you expect to be able to be in the movie theater and not know what's happening? Or so, how do you, how to find out what's happening when the mind is so busy chasing things that it doesn't have the stillness and clarity to just go, A movie. So where's your movie projector? Point in your head. You see, you go, oh, in here. But do you know that? Or is that something that someone told you? It's all in your brain. Mind, brain. Okay. If I ask 100 people, 200 people, say, where is your mind? Other cultures? Here. Other cultures? Here. Some people? Here. <laughs> For sure. Where's your mind? Well, some <laughs> Maybe a majority. <laughs> certain ages, certain times of year of of the life. Yeah, that's where the mind is. It may feel like it's here, but it's not there. Fascinating, isn't it? So you could be you could be in a movie. Yes. You could be in a dream, and you wouldn't know it. What would tell you that you're, you're, it's for real? What would tell you? Oh, well, I, I can. But you can do that in a dream, yes? Well, I can hear things. Well, you can do that in a dream. 
Anybody, are you getting sore? A little sore? But you can have that in a dream. It goes on for a long time. But you can have a long dream. So what's to tell you that you're not dreaming right now? What would it be like to realize that every concept is a dream-like figment? Figment? Little play, like a, just a play of light concept. Name, idea, looking, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching. It goes in and out and makes a world of experience. But we believe that thing is real. Like the bird is singing. We say, what do we say? The bird is singing. This is incorrect. Right? It's incorrect. The bird is not singing. What you, what's really happening? What's really happening by direct experience? Experience of sound. Experience of a sound. Interpreted as a bird. When I look out and I see things, am I, am I seeing you? No. I'm seeing light interpreted as humans. I don't, don't actually see that. It's interpreted. And if I sit very, very quietly, there's, I can have an experience where you all vanish. Just like this. All blur. No, no seeing. Just a little bit of light. That's all. So try this right now. Look straight ahead. Straight ahead. Just gently. Gently. Don't, don't look at the wall. Just into space. Maybe... Two meters, three meters. Do you see the room? Do you see the room? Yes? Can you see the room? Easy, isn't it? You think this is Zen. This is not Zen. But you can see the room? Yeah? Pretty cool, huh? And it feels like you're in a room, yes? Is it happening right now? Now, this meditation is not in here. They weren't allowed to gamble. But I have to shuffle the, the deck. Because you, you're going to think, you'll accuse me of stacking the deck, but I need to shuffle the cards. Right? Yes. Because to do this, I really... I'm, I'm very curious if you're stacking the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's what I want you to do. You have to, you ha please, you have to listen carefully. Okay? I want you not to look at the card at all. I just want you to take the card, not grab the card, take the card, and place it right or left hand, doesn't matter, and just go like this, okay? Like this. And you're going to look straight ahead. Two meters, three meters, not the wall, not, not, not across the room, just, just relax. And don't move your head, just like this. Okay? What's the card? Which one? Which one? Which card? That's not the trick I'm playing. <laughs> I don't care. Any card will do. Let's try it. You are now in a psychological experiment. Mm. Don't look, don't look. Yeah, 
Is there enough cards? Ah. You can have your glasses on, you can have your glasses off. Doesn't matter. You can take your head off. We'll do that later. So watch what I do. Don't do it first. Just watch what I do. Looking ahead, turn the card over like this. Just watch what I do first. And you bring it in until you can see the card clearly. Clearly. Mm. Clearly. You determine where and when you can actually see the card, not fuzz. Not, you know, fuzz? Fuzzy? Okay, try that. Do it slowly. Take, take your time. Not too slow, but take your time. And see when you can actually see the card. You might have to turn it towards you. <laughs> Can you keep the focus two meters away? Doesn't matter. Won't matter. Two meters, three meters, but but just arm's length. Try it, try it, try it like this. Come down this way. When can you actually really see the card clearly? Okay, try it like this. If you don't believe me, try it like this. What are you really seeing? <laughs> because of your glasses. You need a new prescription. <laughs> Can you see, Carl? No, if I keep focus there, no? No? Okay, focus now here. Try, try. When do you see the card, really see the card? And how much of the card do you really see when you see it? Clearly. How much of the card? By the way, this is worth doing all day long because mm -hmm. it's not so fast sometimes. If you really do this like for hours, you will this is amazing. It's really good. This so you can Can they keep these cards? Can I buy you a new stack? Can I buy you new cards? Or is this a special card? Happily use them. Is these yours? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, Thank you. You can these it's okay to replace these? Take these home, really take these home and practice. You will see how much do you actually see of the world? How big? Show me with your fingers. How big, how big do you see when you put your put out here? How much do you actually see? Take a really careful look. How much are you actually see? Clearly. Hmm. I don't know what the card is until I focus on it. Yeah. So focus on it. Now, how much do you see of it? Mm -hmm. Focus on the card. It's okay. Mm -hmm. How much do you see of the card? Mm -hmm. Really see. Just bring it back in and out. 
That's why it's worth working for a few hours to find out. Because right now, it's very hard to do because you're used to uh, processing information in a certain way. But just keep trying it, and you'll see. You'll be amazed. How much do you actually see of the card when you look straight ahead and you bring it into, bring it in? You'll get it. It's easier on a face card. How much would you say? It's just a little spot and everything else. Is there that one dot? One dot, many dots. Dot. <laughs> and yet now look in the room. Just look. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Okay, now this will take you longer. How much color do you see? The color was coming first. Oh, it was. Yeah. There is no color out here. <laughs> out here there's no color. Yeah, of course it's my experience yeah. that there are black or red. Yeah. yeah. Out here there's no that. color. I mean all the, no. the pre... No, yeah. no out, out here. Yeah. Bit of color. Most of the colors here. That's interesting. There's no color here. Very little. We think there is color. Mm -hmm. Just like we think we see. Mm-hmm. How many now let's go a little further. How many of these little you know post Swiss postage stamp? Mm -hmm. How many of these to make up the whole room? How many do you say? A thousand? I don't know. Two thousand? Three thousand? Little? This. How do we get to see this right now? That's it. What did you say? Postage stamp on each object? On each object, like this. And you know the, you know the new cameras where they, they, you can go like this? And then it puts it together and it looks all together? Same thing. How fast is it happening? Extraordinarily fast. Speed is incredible. So do you see why you have to meditate and have a very clear mind? Otherwise you never see it. You never see that this whole entire experience is put together in little pieces and put together and if you were to actually relax your whole nervous system, it might just go like that. You'd be having your eyes open. Nothing at all. Because all this has to be put together. It takes a lot of energy to put it together and feel very real. And how is it put together like this? Is it now? Just, just try to experience this. Look right now in the, into the room and are you experiencing the room right now? No. Maybe that much, all the rest is memory. And yet it's very believable, yes? The, the movie and the dream is very believable. Isn't it? Yes. Night sky. I I can look here and I see a star. Not not moving. 
on, on, a, on a spot. And then I look there, and then it's not, it's moving. It's not, as soon as I focus, it's moving. And if I see it in my sight view, then it's standing still. I don't know. Or, or a, a dot on, on the wall. I don't know. I don't know. But I would just, I, I, you have to look it up. Probably something the way the eye picks up information yeah. and seems steady. Because the, the movement also, not just because of the atmosphere, but the eye is always moving. Yeah. About every 300 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. It's moving around. So nothing is stable. You see, nothing is stable. It feels stable, yes? But nothing is stable. But it feels stable. We have to do that to stay upright. Mm, we do. And if it's out, we fall over. And we can get sick. Mm-hmm. It's very delicate. So now tell me, how much of this experience is real? It feels real, yes? But are you beginning to get the idea that all this is put together how? By what? What puts this all together? This is the important part. See, you did it. My conditioning. You don't have conditioning. You don't have conditioning. You don't own it. So, so we don't even need to deal with your conditioning. That's 100 years of psychotherapy. We don't need to deal with any of your stuff. How is this happening? You don't even need to know that. Where is it happening? You don't even need to know that. Where is the source? That's what you need to know. How does it get formed? Where and how is it created? Hmm? That's like being in a movie theater for your entire life and never turning your head to ask, where does the movie come from? Wouldn't that be incredible? Could you imagine being in a movie theater your entire life and you never ever go like this and go, oh my God, it's not... A move it's not it's not for real. It's light coming out of a it's coming out of a projector this big. And today, how big is the hard disk? I don't know, maybe the hard disk is this big. All on a hard disk this big created where? In the minds of other people as a story to get you to spend money in a theater. Isn't this amazing? Made up of what? Little pictures, one after with music and sound, to do what? To tug at your emotions. Yeah? And the better they can do that, the higher the revenue, higher the money. It's wonderful. And yet, while you're in it, does it seem real? Yes? So what about this? How about last night? Did anybody have a dream last night? Mm-hmm. Dream? Mm-hmm. Did it seem real at the time? Mm-hmm. Even a little bit when I woke up. Even when you woke up. How about now? You just go, yeah, it's a dream. You're told, right? Dreams. They're dreams. Dreams. It's okay. They're dreams. How about right now? So, if this is happening this way, which we know it is, neurophysiology, cognitive science, 30, 40 years of very good research, Exactly right. And described for 2,500 years 
by meditation yogis and yoginis. Why do we get so confused and why are we so emotionally upset about a movie? Why all the upsetness about a movie? Are you going to die? Not usually. Identify with it. Okay, so then you have to ask the questions, what is identifying with it? What identifies with the, with the movie? And then you have to go find out what the identifier is. And do you have an identifier? Now, imagine, if this seems very believable, could it be that this experience of me is done the same way? But we never ask this question. We never, it feels so real, yes? How many people in the room feel that you have a you? A you, a functioning you. But if you were to slow down, really slow down, maybe you would see that right at this moment for half a second, quarter of a second, there is a feeling, then a dropout, then a sensation, a dropout, and a perception, and a dropout, then a thought, thought, dropout, sensation, sound. Who would you be? What is it? But a series of movie images, sounds, and ideas stitched together into what? A theater of you. And yet the emotional turmoil over what's happening in the movie is huge. So all of meditation, this little booklet, booklets, booklets. Yeah. So this little booklet is a, is a very uh, condensed, very pithy, very condensed book I wrote to um, show you step by step by step in the Buddhist meditation tradition how this illusion, this dreamlike illusion, is snapped open, is 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 broken open. But you see, what comes before this, which is what most people call meditation, is to relax the mind, bring about loving-kindness, a good sense, I like myself, I like the world, I feel good, I feel at ease, I feel physically good, I feel relaxed, I, love, I like life, yeah? I like myself, I like life. Um, the mind is calm, it's clear, it's open, it's spacious. Why? Because without that tool, you could never see the dream. Not possible. Mind is way too busy. Way too busy. Now normally, most people involved in spiritual life, right, will spend the whole life making it calm. Calm thinking that's what's going to work. It never does. Never does, no matter how good you get. Even if you are a uh, um, wonderful meditator and you sit here almost no breath, 
maybe once every two, three minutes. Heart rate is very low. No thought. Whole body feels very good. No thought at all. One or two days. Feel wonderful. Not even any feeling. Just mind clear. You have to do something to do that. Yeah? You have to do something to do that, to create that. So it's not freedom. But you can stay calm, but something will come along. This is perfect timing. <laughs> There's always a lawnmower. <laughs> or you're at a retreat center and there's a mosquito. It's the mosquito's fault. <laughs> you're med perfect meditation. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes the ear yeah. goes in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, ruined my meditation. <laughs> or you know you're in a retreat center and they, they decide pneumatic, they have to dig up the road. <laughs> Or, or take the roof off. Uh, excuse us, we have to come and take the roof off today. I know you're in retreat, but... <laughs> take the roof off. Yeah. Or in India, you know, you're, you're sitting in a, in a... Maybe you're in India, and it's maybe month three, beautiful retreat, and you're all oh, deep and concentrated. It's beautiful. It's no, you're in the Himalayas. <laughs> yes? Yes? Immigration. <laughs> papers. Papers. <coughs> leave. Leave country. Leave country. Yeah. Oh, my retreat is ruined. I was just one minute away from enlightenment. One minute away from enlightenment. And they ruined it. Indian immigration. And now I have to go on the train. So something will always come along. And if you don't move, what will they do in India? If, if, they, if you don't move, what will they do? They'll just pick you up. <laughs> and they'll put you on a train and take you away. And put you there. It's not, nothing you can do. Take you away. So this is not going to help. But, but if you don't have a clear mind that is stable, lucid, well-trained, open, vivid, able to concentrate and be mindful, what's going to happen? It's so busy, and everything's so filled in, you can never actually free the mind from what? The grasping, because it's, it's believable. It's, it, it feels like that is the way. It feels like that's the way. Because that's the habituation, right? the habit. All right. What happens if this noise gets louder? What happens? Maybe you go and you close the door, yes? As if that is the problem. It's not the problem. And then someone snores. You know, snores in class? And you... <laughs> that's the problem. Is it? It's not the problem. Where's the problem? Where is actually ultimately the problem for everything? In the mind. In the mind. Nowhere else. But you don't believe that. 
because the, the training is, it's somewhere else. It's in my, watch this, it's in my body. The problem is my body is in pain or it's uncomfortable. Listen to this, my body, as if there's a mind and a body. Wow, that's weird. And yet you know that if you're in a very good state and you feel really good, the pain could go like this. Right? It could be gone. Just like that. Or there's an insect in your ear, and you're in a beautiful state. Oh, yeah, more, more. Bite me, bite me. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, yeah, that feels good. And other day? Oh. Where is it? Where's the theater? Where is the theater? In the mind. Not out there. And not in here. Can you say it's in here? How do you know it's in here? Can you feel it? No. That's how good it is. Evolution is so good. There's no such thing as Mr. Evolution or Mrs. Evolution. Right? But evolution is so good that it happens in here and it, does, and it feels like it's out there. Isn't that amazing? The bird makes a sound and it sounds like it's out there. Where does it happen? Does it happen out there? No. And yet, you're sure that the person with the lawnmower is out there. But where does it actually happen? But there is no lawnmower inside my ears. We can see it. How come you can't? It's about, it's about this big. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been there for a long time. Sorry, I can't hear you. Oh goodness. You see, the, the dilemma, the dilemma is the appearance feels very real when in fact it's made up in the mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> your your is so loud. So it's him. It's him. If you would just relax, 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 right? I don't grasp this. Very good. Very good, Grasshopper. That's isn't he good? That's very good breathing technique. Very good. Very good. Amazing. Amazing. So good, it's very subtle. <laughs> oh, ah, uh, you lost it. Your, your, your agitation. Agitation. Actually, it's a Could be. He should just come in here. Come, come, come closer. Come closer. Right, right in here. It's always perfect. You give a class, right? You know, you get an airplane landing on the street, helicopter coming down, pneumatic hammers. Oh, we have to uh, dig up the uh, sewer pipe. Yeah, the firemen knock on the door. Does this, does this make any sense? And yet the conditioning is so strong. It feels so real. And this, look at the hands. No, 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 no. I will show you. You stay around this weekend, bit by bit by bit. I will take it just a little bit by little. Show you, show you. Very easy. Bit by bit.
More things. More things. Do we have enough of these? Yeah. Oh, You know, if I had a if I had a uh, German uh, copy, we could close that door and maybe open up another window. If I had a a, a, German, a good German copy, I, this one is actually I think one I translated, but uh, from the Sanskrit. But I'm sure I'm sure there is a good translation somewhere in German. I just I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have a clue. I'm sure there's many tra- many translations. Now, you don't have to read this right now, but I'm going to, I want to now give a bit of, um, I don't think I have a watch. Anybody have a watch? Yeah. 11.25. 11.25. This particular uh, text is a condensation of a very, very famous body of teaching that started maybe, oh, what, four, 400 years after the Buddha passed away, although this is attributed to the Buddha. And it's called the uh, Prajna Paramita teachings. Yeah? Have you heard before, Prajna Paramita teachings? So this is, the con- this is not the shortest condensation. Shortest condensation is ah, by tradition, ah, that's it. But you can have this in, what is this, one page? About one page? About one, two pages. Uh, you can have it in um, 8,000 lines, uh, 100,000 lines, and supposedly there's something almost a million lines. All different versions of Prajnaparamita teachings. Yeah? And they developed and grew over about a thousand years. Okay? So what I'm going to teach this weekend, really very, most of it, not all of it, comes from the, this particular teaching. On, on Prajnaparamita, called the, the Heart Sutra, the essence. Heart means essence, essence sutra. So you have a copy in English. I didn't make a Sanskrit copy for you, um, just for um, saving paper. If you want the Sanskrit, I don't think most of you would want it, but if you want it, I can provide it. I have it on my, my um, copy. But um, if you look at this, this particular teaching is very radical. It's very radical. For that time, amazing. Because, uh, yeah, very radical, like, like a, a, a quantum, quantum jump. Because before that, it was always about clinging, 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 attachment, attachment, attachment to this. Don't be attached to this. Don't be attached to that. Don't be attached to that. Simplify your life. It's good. These are all good things. You, need, you know, it's good. However, this teaching actually says, no, it's not really true. Is there any attachment in attachment? And this is really the first teaching to really clearly show that everything you experience is actually an appearance, not the real thing. Let me give you an example. You all, do you all know a um, banana tree? Mm-hmm. Plantain tree, banana tree? Do you know what it looks like? Yes. 
we use the word tree. Do you use the same thing in German? Tree? No? But does it mean tree? What does it mean? Bush. Bush. We say tree. We say banana tree. What, what is a banana tree made of? The actual trunk. It's just leaves. But it looks like, a tr- it can get very big, eh? It looks like a trunk. But is it, is, it sub- is it solid? No, you can peel it back. There's no substance to a banana tree or plantain tree, right? No substance to it. But it appears as if there is. Good, more comfortable. It's good. So it appears as, as it is. So if you try this now, close your eyes. Let's close your eyes. And aha, touch your nose with your your finger, just gently. Okay, just gently, very gently. Touch the nose. What are you touching? Are you touching a nose? How do you know you're touching a nose? How do you know you're touching a nose? Sense of touch. But what are you touching? What is your actual experience? Warmth. Is warmth a nose? Let's, let's go around the room really quickly. Uh, Teresa is Teresa is is warmth a nose? No. Okay, Teresa, touch your uh, thigh. No, no, your toe. Is you have an exposed toe, or your any any skin? Yeah. Is it warm? Cold. Cold. Okay, touch a warm spot. Is that your nose? How can you tell the difference? <laughs> How can you tell the difference? Can you? Yeah, no, I can. Whose tip? Whose nose tip is cold? Okay, touch a part of your body that's also cold. Is there any difference? The touch is the sensation is the same. What is so? Why is it your nose? How do you decide it's your nose? <laughs> you told it. You told the nose to be a nose. No. No. Oh, I I did. It's my, my fault. My fault. My fault. It's always the teacher's fault. So try this again. T- close your eyes. Touch the nose. Is there anything that that actually tells you it's a nose? No. It could be. A- Somebody else's finger on my nose, and my finger could be on another. It could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. Same time. We will do that maybe this afternoon, mm-hmm. and you'll see. In fact, we can kind of do that.
Can you get a feeling for this? Okay. Let's say now touch your right ear with your eyes closed. What is it that tells you it's the ear? It's not in the finger. It's in the sensation of the ear. What's the, what's the actual experience? Mm -hmm. Describe the, what you're experiencing, not what you learned. Could it be a piece of rubber? Could be, yes. Could be rubber. Could it be some other body part, but I said to touch your ear, but in fact, some of you are playing a trick and you're touching your neck. And you're going, oh, well, it could be my neck. When you touch, try it again now. When you touch your nose, are you touching your nose or your face? Which one? Tell me which one. Is it your nose or your face now that you're touching? Both. It's both. But why would you call it a nose when in fact it's a face? Okay, let's try something else. Where do you have the experience? In your brain. Now touch your, in your brain. So touch, touch your nose. Uh, 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 you learned that. Can you can you see your nerves? No, I can see. you touch? Do, do you touch when nerves? I, when I make this, yes, but do do you touch the nerves? Yeah. By no, no, by your experience, yeah. are the nerves being touched? Yeah. Are the nerves being touched? Yes. No, you learned that in school. You don't know you have nerves. So what are you touching? What really are you touching? But can you see the skin? No. How about this? Can you touch your nose and touch your brain at the same time? You try it. I want you to try this exercise. It's very advanced meditation. <laughs> can you touch your nose and your brain at the same time? I can't touch your nose without touching my brain. Thank you. So what is your nose? Is your nose your brain? Or is your nose your nose? You think this is funny philosophically, but it's not. This is actually done in meditation. These are many, many great meditation texts. We do the, you do a lot of this. How about the eyeball? Is this an eyeball? Yes. Why would you say you're not, you're not looking at my brain? Mm -hmm. Is there any separation between the eyeball and the brain? No. None. Why do we call this an eyeball? It's an agreement. An agreement, that's all. What is it about everything of your body? What is it called now? You just said it. It's an agreement. Okay, try this. Have your hands somewhere like this. Okay, can you, can you feel your hands? Yes, feel your hands? Everybody feel your hands? Close your eyes and raise your hands up so they're both um, uh, facing up above the head. Okay. Where are your hands located? Above my head. Easy, isn't it? Above your head. Just keep doing it, though. 
how do you know your hands are above your head? What tells you? Sensation in the body. <clears throat> Okay, this is good. So put them down. Now, put your hand out like this. And clearly, there's a sensation of hand, yes? Just mm -hmm. go like this. Clearly, sensation of hand. Yeah. You have a hand, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay, now, this is fun. I love doing this. It's the kind of thing I spend hours in meditation doing. Okay? In retreat. Close the eyes. Lift the hand up in the air. Now, what is it that you're holding up in the air? What is it? What is it? It's the memory of the hand which was here before. Would, would everybody agree? Mm -hmm. Or is it a real hand? Is it a real hand or is it a memory? It's a memory. Something different. Can you feel it? Can you feel the difference? Mm -hmm. Now that it's been shown to you? Mm -hmm. Normally we do what? My hand is in the air. Mm -hmm. What's really in the air? Feel it. Just by direct experience. Not by what you've learned, but by direct experience. Just close your eyes and go, what is it that I'm actually feeling? What do you really feel? Not what you see, because that's imagination. What do you feel? I feel weight in my shoulder. My right shoulder. Is that your hand? Little tingly points? Is tingly points a hand? No. What else? Moving fingers. What are the moving finger experience? What is it? Describe to me, not by what you've learned, but what is it you actually experience? It's the tension in the... In the... Tissue. In the tissue. You learned that in school. <laughs> tension. Yeah? yeah? Maybe fuzzy, thick, gooey? Is that fingers? No. No. Could it be your toes? Try to, ima try to imagine your toes there. Try to wiggle your toes in space above your head. <laughs> just, just try that. Just imagine. Just put your foot there. Imagine your foot. Why is, not, why is it not your foot? Could be your foot, yes? Could be. We could paint your toenails, paint your toenails pink or red. And then you'd be moving your toenails. Something scanning, trying to trying to fixate the hand which is not there. Try to feel what it's feel. You know, in in Star Wars, mm -hmm. Luke, feel. Don't don't think, Luke. Feel. How do you know where your hand is in space? It's everything is measuring. 
What is the mind wanting to do? Feel what the want is. The want. To fix it. To fix it. What else? To be sure. To be sure. To know. Right? We want to know where the hand is. We want to know what it is. What do you actually know? Nada. Nothing. And yet, what is the story? Hand. Hand. What would a child of one year old have as an experience? If you say to the child, go like this, go not hand, go like this, what do you think their experience would be? Do you think the hand? No. 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 Oh, no. Why is the hand for you so believable? Hmm? Why so believable? Concept, but it feels very real. Because of practice, yeah. 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 Practiced over. Remember, as a little baby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for hours. Mm-hmm. Ever seen babies do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what they're doing? You know what they're doing? They're mapping every square millimeter of the body. Every square millimeter is mapped. So in your consciousness. Every square millimeter is mapped perfectly. Right? Watch. Let's see if I can do this. How? Memory. Memory of what? Every square millimeter of the body and of the room mapped out in detail. Where is it helped? Where is it held? In the mind. And yet, when you go like this, it feels so real, doesn't it? But where is it? Just memory. Just memory. And when you need it, it gets called up. But it feels like it's always there. But only when it's necessary is it there. Isn't that amazing? You think of how difficult this is to program a machine to look this way and reach out from memory all the GPS coordinates pretty good isn't it isn't that amazing try this take your right finger with your eyes closed just try this right finger with your eyes closed reach over your head and touch the tip of the left ear perfectly Woohoo, right on. <laughs> right on. How can you do that with your eyes closed? If you don't have a memory map of the entire body. Now, is the body real or a memory of sensation? Feel your body now. Just close your eyes. Can you feel your whole body? Or do you feel really any of it? You know, the teachers always say, meditation teachers, yoga teachers, felt it. Feel your body. Feel your body. Try it. Just try to feel your body. Try to feel it. Be in touch. Be grounded. Feel in touch with your body. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. Have some sensation. <laughs> try it now. The quieter you get, 
there's nothing else. There's nothing there anymore. That's right. <laughs> you always have to move to feel it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell me, is there anything there? Just try it. Anything there? Really, is there anything there? You're out of touch with your body, Rita. Rita, I have feelings, <laughs> sensations. You must be more grounded. There are feelings. There. You have feelings? Yeah. What kind of feelings? <laughs> Tell me about your feelings. <laughs> Emote. Hmm? It's feeling a body. What, what, what a statement. Now, now, how does that statement sound now to everybody? It's a feeling of body. But what is it? It's not a feeling of body. What is it? It's a feeling of... Visualization. A visualization and a memory of what? Sensation. Sensations. Do you have a real body or an imaginary body? Now tell me the facts. The facts. This is where the dream is so hard to break through and the movie. Do you have a real body or an imaginary body? Which one is for real now? Come on, be honest. Be honest. Look at your hand. Are you looking at your hand? Do you think you can see your hand? <coughs> and why do you believe your vision and not your touch? When we say, I'm not sure, I have to go see. How much information do you get going through your eyeball at any given time? How much information? You know, like in a telephone modem, in a computer modem? How much information goes through an eyeball any given any given moment? What's the baud rate? You know baud? No. Speed. Speed. Kilobytes per second. 32. <coughs> it's so low, it's not funny. 32 per second? I think so. It's very low. What's all the rest? Memory. 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 But what is it? I uh, I experienced it in the beginning when I had to touch here. I can also imagine my hands up and they are staying here, or it can be here. Wh then which one is more real? Just before it was the same. Same, isn't it? Yeah. And yet, we get taught that what we see is real, and yet we know from neurophysiology and from meditation that what we see is completely imagined by the mind, made up in the mind, stitched, like a camera stitching together. But it's not actually like that. It's not really like a camera. Hmm? So now, let's try a feeling. Because feelings are real, yes? Feelings are real. Everybody talks about feelings. Try having a feeling now. Try having a feeling of love. Try love. Feel someone that you love. Don't say it out loud. It could be very embarrassing. <laughs> Please. Some, something, you know, you love, love. Try it. What is it? Is it real or imagined? Done. <laughs>
No, that's a concept. Real or imagined? Just, just look at it. A feeling. Do you have a feeling in your... What's the feeling in your mind right now? Is it happy? Sad? Displeased? Pleased? Neutral? Elated? Upright? Sunk? Concrete? Open? Spacious? Vivid? Depressed? Majority depressed, yes? Uh, ecstatic. All those. Which, what, is, is, it, is it real? Is it real? Is it, is it, is it there? Like, is it like, like this? Because if you get concerned about it, right, Rita? It must be something solid you can, you can hold on to and, and, and manipulate. Try it. Just try it right now. Just bring it up and see what you can do. Hold on to it. I dare you. I dare you, any of you, to hold a feeling and hold it perfectly. <laughs> you put it in a cage and you seal it up and you hold on to it. And don't let it go. Okay? Don't let it go. Don't even let it change. Can you? No. no. Well, what, take a look at it now. Just take a look at it. What is it? It's a moment? Does it think it's a moment? But why react so strongly? For instance, if I said to you, uh, sorry, but uh, we're go- I'm going to be teaching all day. There will be no lunch and no supper. Feel that. I- I- I'm sorry, but uh, I'm, just, I'm the teacher. I've determined that there will be no lunch and there will be no break. Well, I will teach through to maybe 8 or 9 o'clock tonight. Try that. Where's the emotion coming from? What, what is it? Why? Memory. Yeah. Memory of what? Of a, of a bad experience. Mm. Not, not having food. Not having food, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not but, but pampers. Not having <laughs> pampers. <laughs> I remember when I was four and a half months old. But the thing is, this is so interesting, is the memories, you don't need to even have them, do you? No, no. Isn't that fascinating? You don't need you don't need to have anything. It's there like this, isn't it? It's just put together like this and there is a feeling. Maybe someone's going, excellent. No food, more spiritual. (laughs) <laughs> Others going, oh God. <laughs> Jamie's going, no cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's going, <laughs> I'm going, anyway. <laughs> but, but they're going to make you think something. Yeah, they'll make you think something. Just like between your, between your two ears, there is a lawnmower. Yes. <laughs> Do you get the idea? Isn't this amazing? And yet, when it happens, it feels very real, yes? Mm-hmm. But can you touch it? No. Do you have a body sensation? You will not be eating today at all. I, I'm sorry, but you will not be eating maybe until 12 o'clock tonight. Do you have a body sensation? Can you feel it? Where do you feel it? If you have a body sensation, mm-hmm. where do you have a body sensation? Tell me. You pinpoint it. 
Are you so sure it's here, or is it here? <laughs> but it does feel like it's here. So now, what are all these feelings? But, the same thing as my hand is in the air located exactly here. Doesn't it feel, so, doesn't it feel real? Mm-hmm. Put your hand up again and go, with your eyes closed, the hand is located exactly here. And try to understand what it is that's there. What is actually there by direct experience? What is it exactly by direct experience, not what you've learned? What happens to it? What happens? What keeps happening? Change, 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 change. Change of temperature? Not your change of hand, is it? Just change of temperature. Mm -hmm. What else is happening? Just describe it. Cool? Cool sensation. Cool? Is cool a hand? Mm -hmm. No. Sensation. Just sensation. But did it change? Yes. From what? But if you say you had a hand, it wouldn't be changing. Mm -hmm. But what's really happening? The sensation keeps changing. But what is the mental imposition? My hand. My hand. Yes? Mm -hmm. Can you see that now? Mm -hmm. Do you have a hand? Or do you have sensation? And you don't even have the sensation. Who is having the sensation? It's called quick. It's called quick path to insight. Who's having the sensation? The mind. Does the mind have a sensation? No. 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 What do you know then? Nothing. <laughs> you see why the mind must be very, very clear to sort this out. Otherwise, it's a mess. It's very confused. It must go very, very clear and very precise. Otherwise, it is a mess. Same thing. Coffee. Ask me how the coffee is. How is the coffee? It's good. It's coffee. Does that tell you anything? It's not good. That's good. Based on what? Based on the nice cup? Based on the color? I want you to try something for lunch today. See if you're eating lunch or eating concepts. Do you eat or do you eat concepts? Try it. What are you really eating? Concepts or food? And can you actually eat any food? Do you drink a coffee or do you drink an espresso cup? Studies have found out that the shape and color of the espresso cup has a lot to do with the experience of the coffee. And what is it? why do most people go to cafes? For the coffee? The experience of the cafe is what keeps attracting them. 
they don't drink the coffee. Most people cannot drink coffee. Most people can't drink wine. For instance, you get a, um, you know Chateau Ikem? Um, Chateau Ikem, a wine, beautiful dessert wine. Chateau Ikem, Chateau Ikem, uh, maybe a uh, beautiful uh, uh, Petrus. Petrus, maybe a 1969 Petrus. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's wine. How how could you possibly sort out what's happening in terms of mental experience if there's no discrimination trained to actually begin to go like this? My hand. You see? It's just like saying coffee. How does your hand feel? You know, people say, how do you feel? I'm good. Okay, good. And then maybe later, how do you feel? Oh, I don't know. Not so good. I'll give you an example. Uh, Maybe two years ago, three years ago, we were doing um, a group work, uh, very slowly uh, mindful of of, um, physical sensation. Yes? Very slow. Kind of like Feldenkrais. Qigong Feldenkrais. To, in between teaching, you know, teach for five or six hours. I'm just kidding. Give people a break. And uh, so I looked around the room after maybe one hour. People got up, they stood up, and they went, they stood up, and this, and I said to everybody, how do you feel? Oh, very good. You know, we're doing beautiful energy work. How do you feel? People, and I can see around the room, people. Beautiful, beautiful. Whole change of physiology, and their faces are changed. Beautiful, relaxed. This one woman, she looked radiant. She looked radiant. It's beautiful. So I said to her, how do you feel? She says, not very good. People go. Because she doesn't, she looks, she's so happy, she's beaming. How do you feel? I'm not very good. Well, how did you feel about what you did? I don't think it was very good for me. I don't, don't think it was very the best. Mm. So people go, oh. She's very negative, eh? but yet she looks radiant. Yeah, face is relaxed, the eyes are glowing. I said, "What is it in your body that is not happy?" I have to pee <laughs> badly. So, because you have to pee, you don't feel good. Isn't that something, eh? Isn't that something? Because you have to pee, the whole being doesn't feel good. So here people are looking at her and going, look at this. It's like she's had a religious breakthrough. And she's going, oh, I have to pee. It's no good. So tell me how the person is going to drink coffee and taste grapefruit. Or hazelnut. Hmm? Not. They're just going to go, Good coffee, I think. Bad coffee, I think. Okay coffee, I think. But I like the cup. So you see, to be able to meditate for insight, not for calm so much, even for calm, very good training, it's important, but for insight, to see what is really truly happening and to to unravel the mind, to unravel, loosen, loosen the the hold 
takes not just fuzzy mind, you'll never do it. It takes very fine discrimination to open it, peel. You know the word peel? Mm -hmm. To peel, to peel back the layers, just like this. We were doing together, right? Is it a hand? Yeah, yeah, it's my hand. But is it your hand? Well, it's my nerves. No, 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 it's my skin. All the things you've learned, eh? This is what I call peeling back the layers, loosening the mind, loosening the mind. But it's my hand. Is it? Oh. It's sensation. Is it okay? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You see? So, the clinging, the clinging to my body, my hand, my image of me, my feelings, is like this. It is literally, for most people, it is so tight, if you touch them, they will scream. I've worked, I used to work with someone in my office, Touch her, she'll scream. Ah! Any kind of touch on the body is so painful. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Now, literally, it's so painful. Let's open a window. There's a certain person falling asleep in front of me. Making sense? So, so. To, to tease, I like the word, you know English word tease? Tease. Tease? To tease, to, to gently um, peel back, open, like the petals on a rose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every time the petal is moved, ah, no. Protection. Don't, that's dangerous. I, I don't like that feeling, you see? So it takes time to let go and open up so the thing that is so protective can be opened and then you go, wow, this feels good. I don't have to know where my hand is. Or I can know where my hand But it doesn't even have to be my hand. Or even the feeling could disappear. You don't even have to hold on to the feeling. It could actually, it's okay, let it go, let it go. You could let the feelings go instead of going, I will touch it, I will grab it. Watch. Is this three-year-old or two-and-a-half-year-old? <laughs> Ultimate control freak. Was it three years old? Two-and-a-half? Yeah. Smaller. <laughs> Ultimate control freak. I will control mummy now. Mummy, I will control. Oops. <laughs> and when you don't, I'm going to scream. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah! Get to me! You see? So. You learn to manipulate. To manipulate everything. Manipulate as an extension of your consciousness, of your body. So you see what has to happen here. To actually gain freedom, and this is, this I have, this is a, a summary, summary of, of this. <laughs> actually, actually, that's, this is a summary of
third section. So that's that's that. But only half. Half this. So half of this is this. Okay? Uh, so this is all about step-by-step uh, step in the tradition of insight how the layers, the clinging layers, are peeled back so that the insight, the wisdom mind, comes up. Yeah? So we call it the, uh, the technical term is called break, the breaking apart, the breakup. You know, if you, if you have something very rigid, rigid, mm -hmm. you have to break it up to see what's inside. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So the same thing. The organism is so protective, the psyche is so protective of any danger, anything to conflict. We'll do this this afternoon, okay? We'll do some experiments to see the conflicting of the maps. You know the, ma the word map? The maps in the brain, we're going to start to see how conflicted they are. And to break it apart, the illusion, to break the apart illusion, you have to go carefully. If you go like this, some people, they get freaked out. No, 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 no. They won't, even, they won't even see it. They won't hear it. They won't see it. It's too much. So, in meditation, gently, 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 gently. Because the organism, the nervous system, has to get used to there being no hand, just sensation. Some of you were not liking that. I could see that. It's un uh, unusual, yes? It's unusual. Why is it unusual? Because the, the ego is threatened. No hand? This is, this is not right. How about if I said to you, you have no self? Some people will, this isn't true, I don't like this. Of course I have a self, I can feel it. But if they feel it, it might be dangerous for them. So, they don't feel it. You know, there's many, many people, millions of people who cannot feel their bodies anymore, at all. Millions. I have students who cannot feel their body. Put a pin, they can't feel their body. They don't know what it is. So, even that level, it's all messed up. So, so I'm going to ask you a question, a little homework until this afternoon. What is your body? What is your feelings? What are your perceptions? What is your th are your thoughts? Yeah? You go look, you go look, and you have to see each one. And if you do this over time with very clear loving mind, loving mind, must be bright and loving and enjoyable, you do this, you'll see it will fall apart. Just like the hand fell apart. What you did with the hand, you need to do again with every part of your body, with your breathing, your, your body, your thinking, your concepts, your feelings, your states of mind, perception, and you'll see the whole thing will open until it lets go. It's called freedom. First experience of freedom. It just has, the mind has to just stop holding until it goes like that. That's really the path. It's called transcendence. It's a little, a little homework. After lunch homework. <laughs> so I've, this, is the, this is the first half of this booklet. This is a step by step by step. All the insight traditions from ancient India 
whether it's Burmese insight, uh, Vipassana, Thai Vipassana, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. They follow the same, same um, um, uh, way. And the second section is the, uh, more of the, what came from India into Tibet called Mahamudra Zogchen, which is the directly looking at the mind to determine the nature. We haven't done that so much. Looking directly at the mind. Directly, directly, directly. Healing, not, not starting with the body so much. What is the mind? What is the mind? What is this direct experience? Okay, that's the second section. Okay, I think that's plenty for this morning. But you see, this, is, this will be the end of this. Thinking that the words, thinking that the actual ink on a piece of paper, ink, is the thing. What is this? Ink on paper. Yes? Mm-hmm. We can all agree on that? All the rest is what? Made up in the mind. Try that today. So when you go out now, when you leave, leave through and go for lunch, see if you can keep trying to recall that everything you see, everything that you hear, everything that you taste and you touch is happening where? Don't even point here. Just it's experience. It's happening in the mind. It's happening and the mind is making, try to see if the mind makes it up or if the thing out there is real, is real. When you're eating the pasta, is the pasta real or imagined? Where is it happening? Is it out there or is it in the mind? You know, because if you're not feeling well, if you're unhappy and you eat pasta, then what is it? Unhappy pasta. If you're happy, what's the pasta? Happy pasta. Yes. Um, where would you like it to be? <laughs> it could be. So we have, we have meditations where we spend uh, a long time. Where is the mind? So you actually have to look for it until you can determine where it is. Where do you think you'll find it? You may, but it has to be, must be by direct experience. Some people will say, I found it in my heart. Some people will say, I found it in my belly. Some people say they found it in the refrigerator. Some people will say, I found it. It's, you know, the other day when I was in New Zealand teaching, there was a man, he, he likes to study these big texts, you know. He sa- I said, where is the mice? It is universal. <laughs> really? It's, it's universal? Oh, yes. It's, you, it's, it's universal. Does that sound like direct experience? <laughs> no. So, it must be the sound, the voice, yeah? the sound of the voice, the direct experience, must be genuine, spontaneous, direct experience. You see? And you may say, so I'll give you an example. In uh, Tibet, uh, in the um, Dzogchen tradition, it's very normal when a person has done a lot of meditative practice, a lot of study, they come to the teacher and say, I really want to know the nature of my mind. Please give me the instructions, the Dzogchen instructions, Mahamudra instructions. Teacher, you're ready. You are ready. You go away for three months to a cave or a hermitage. You know, go away three months, way, 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 and you meditate and you find the mind. You find the mind. Determine the mind. Find it. Location. Size. Color. Whole thing. 
three months meditation. Then you come back and see me. Tell me what you've, what you've discovered. What do you think they discover? Most of the time. But not all the time. What would happen after three months of investigating? They don't know anything. And guess what? Now we can start. Because that's the best place. Because when you go, the mind is universal, vast, incomprehensible, space-like totality. Go back for three months. I have found my mind in my heart. Go back for three months. Concepts, concepts. So for instance, uh, I have found the nerves. I had a man, he's a, a biologist, a biochemist. He came to study insight meditation. I said, so can you feel your foot? He says, yes, I can feel the nerves in my foot. Where do they go? Oh, the nerves go up the leg and I can feel them go <laughs> up to the brain. That's very good. So, oh, yes, yes, I can, I can do that. I, which nerves? Um, um, it gets more difficult, you see. So we had to go back to stage one. What do you experience? My nerves, my skin, my bones, my flesh. Oh, what do you experience? He couldn't tell me anymore. Because all that was book learned. Book learned. So you have to get rid of all the book learning because that's not a real experience. Of course, he could tell me all the nerves. He could tell me how the blood flows. Yeah. One day, one day, I put my hand up like this in a class. I said, "People, I said, so I said, what do you see?" People said, "One lady says, blood vessels, blood vessels." Blood vessels. I said, "Really? That's very good that you can see blood vessels." <laughs> Another person said, muscles. Wow, that's very good. You see? So now, so next, next homework. You've got three, three bits of homework this afternoon, okay, until three o'clock. How, this is very important, you can do this for weeks, months, years. How much of every bit of your experience did you buy or learn from somebody else? Serious. It's profound. When you go and you reach over like this, and you go, Ah, Malawi. Malawi coffee. Mm. Where did it come from? Did you buy it? Did you buy that knowledge? Did you purchase it at university? Did you purchase at school? Did someone tell you, you know, on the packet, you know, on the... Maybe not in Switzerland, but on the cereal package for the morning, it says, good for you, natural, healing food. <laughs> or, 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 or you buy some grain now. You buy some grain at some quinoa. Quinoa. So, quinoa, quinoa. They come to me and say, this is superfood. Superfood. Why is it superfood? Oh, superfood. I, I read that on the label. No, you bought the concept. Mm -hmm. Now it's the only food that's a superfood. Mm -hmm. This is insane. This is insane. But people believe this mm -hmm. all over. So how much of your experience, just walking out right now, did you purchase? Was it was was it 
um, uh, from the outside, nothing that you actually know. What do you know about the cereal box? Oh, people say to me, you know, I don't eat much sugar. I eat very, very little sugar. So they give me, they say, oh, this isn't sugar, it's agave. Listen, 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 listen to language, eh? Agave. No, no, agave, it's good for you. Have some agave. What do you think it is? No, it's agave. Oh, so agave isn't sugar. Then there's no sugar. No, no, it's agave. How about this, honey? I know you don't have sugar, but would you like some honey? What kind of honey? Oh, it's manuka honey from New Zealand. It's healing. It's antimicrobial. There's no direct experience anymore. No direct experience. It's antimicrobial. It's good for you. Now, how does it taste? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's superfood. So try this. Just, just walk down the street. Just go anywhere. Do anything and see. Is there anything really real that you know by direct experience or has it been bought? You know, your, the chrome tourmaline? Sorry? The tourmaline? Mm -hmm. Where is it from? Brazil. Who told you? The man who sold it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if I told you it was actually Nigerian? So, so what I'm saying is, nothing wrong with that, but you see how our whole world is built up. Whole world built up. Especially if we want to believe it. What blood type are you? O plus. What food should you be eating? I was told I need meat. <laughs> Where did you get that from? You bought somebody, somebody who read the book. You, <laughs> so, someone who, someone who read a book, right. read a book, and they purchased the book, right. and the person wrote those things down. Mm -hmm. In order to sell the book. But where? From where? From where? Mm -hmm. See, so, so I just tell you where everything. Just do a lot, and you will see that. And then eventually you get to this. Where did this come from? Where did all this come from? And you'll see. You'll see. Not because it's bad, just it's to break through takes work. You have to be very sharp, very loving, in a very good place, very good and even, so you don't get thrown. Because you're going to be peeling back the layers, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's not, not unpleasant. It's gorgeous. It's fantastic. Because it's pristine, pristine, open, clarity. Fantastic. Okay. I think about 12 o'clock now. Oh, okay. <laughs> See you in a few hours. Uh, by this powerful uh, activity that we do together, may it lead to cessation of suffering for all beings. Dante, punikamang asawakiwango do idante. Punikamang asawakiwango do idante. Punikamang asawakiwango do. May all beings be well and happy. May all beings be established in a continuity of freedom the perfect union of compassion and wisdom.